is Arnold Schwarzenegger of the Club Cafe podcast. And normally, I'd be telling you to freeze or that you're frozen. But tonight, I'm not going to do that at all. No, tonight. Tonight is a night to get together with the one that you love the most. Get the headphones. Get the computer speakers. Lay down. Light some candles. Get comfortable. And Club Kayfabe. And chill. Hey, everybody. I just realized we record 137 episodes. In a row? Well, not in a row, necessarily. But uh, yeah, we, we had specials, we right? Specials and stuff in and there, too. And we missed a week. Yeah. So, so Jason Shin, this is actually not episode 137. And technically one week we did two episodes, but it was a uh, A and a B episode. <laughs> After this show, we promised. Did, does that make up for the missed week? <laughs> no, because it's still technically one numbered episode. After this show, though, we do promise not to try to record any more episodes on the way to the parking lot. Oh. Okay. Well, unless you guys are recording Talking Talkies on the way to the parking lot. Actually, we are. <laughs> oh. Well, I promise not to. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> so anyways, so, who are you? So I'm Pat McDermott, and I am joined alongside by Dan Peck. Do you know what I love about mud? It's clean and it's dirty at the same time. And Chris O'Mealy. Unfortunately, that quote came from the Super Mario Brothers movie. If any of you how hard G- it was to find a quote... From a Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> Actually, I don't think it was that hard. There are there's a lot of quotes in there. They're all terrible. Yeah, it was uh, it was pee bad, <laughs> but it was still fun. So I, I'll at least give it that. I believe there's still people in our audience that don't know the pee uh, thing. Oh, what are they well, talking about? Well, maybe Something they should. Something is P good, P bad, P decent. Wait, but on the show, you have talked about P good, V good, and R good, or I R good know. and V good. What's the order again? <laughs> it's P R V, right? Uh, P R V, yeah. Okay. P is the lowest, V is the highest right. of that three tiered thing. Yeah. Yep. Penis and vagina. Penis is the lowest. Vagina is the highest. <laughs> and rectal okay, is right so- in the center. <laughs> So, to correct what I said before, uh, Super Mario Brothers movie is V-Bad. <laughs> Vagina bad. <laughs> but you know what was actually pretty good? The Royal Rumble. And yeah. we're going to talk about the stuff that happened at the Royal Rumble. Well, first got to talk about the pre-show match. They did a fatal four-way to determine who's going to be two guys that are going to be in the Royal Rumble. <laughs> and this was... So, and that's exactly what they got. Be in the Royal Rumble. <laughs> and they exactly were two guys. <laughs> so we had the makeshift team of Darren Young and Damian Sandow. Which I didn't come up with a funny name for. And then the Dudley Boys, the Ascension. Smart faggots. What? <laughs> that was the same yes. thing I was thinking. I'm like, it can't be that simple. <laughs> SMR, SMRTFGT. <laughs> There you go. That's the best tag team name ever. It also might be the name of this episode, but who knows? <laughs> SMRT FGT. 
And then we got uh, Mark Henry and Jack Swagger. Sexual Swaggy. Yes. Sexual Swaggies. Ooh, sexy sandwiches. Mm. <laughs> I do not want that sandwich. I don't know whether to eat it or fuck it. <laughs> and, uh, and then eat it. Mark Henry and Jack Swagger won, and I was like, oh, yeah. The, Did you two- even say what the other two teams were? <laughs> I yeah, no, this, that, but. yeah you, were too, you were too busy marking out for SMRT FGT. <laughs> yeah, Dudley's in Ascension. Okay. We're the Ascension! <laughs> yeah, and they jobbed. We will ascend! Except they didn't. Such a shame, because I think they could have such a good view with the Dudleys, but not in the <laughs> way WWE like the pushes descension. them. Yeah. We will descend. They already did. Well, Remember, they went to NXT that one week. Yeah, got a huge pop. The guys so and, like, and had a great so match. You've seen them, right? Like when they do their entrance, they just like squat and then yeah. raise up. It's so yeah. fucking stupid. I heard about that, that so last funny. week. It's like it's so dumb. They uh. <laughs> It's the same effect. Like, dude, 20 years ago, you let some fucking fake vampire actually raise the ground. (laughs) You uh, just got to crouch and then slowly move up. This is what it looks like. Um, Road Dogg and Billy Gunn are doing their entrance, so we're kind of focused on them because this was last year's Royal Rumble. And then the Ascension's music hits, so you turn around and you just see two guys squatting already. And the camera guy is kind of squatting too, but pointing the camera up. So when they rise, it looks like they rose. But no, it's, they're just doing a dynamic resistance squat. <laughs> they're squeezing their butt cheeks. <laughs> but the funniest part about it is that it's, it's, uh, it's still a bit better than what the Usos do. The Usos just come running out from behind the Titantron just in time for the first part of their music to hit. So you know when the camera cuts to them and it looks like they're emerging from the darkness? They're actually running out from the back at that very moment. They are both Samoan, though. When I say they are, say oh. But I want to talk about this last man standing match between Dean Ambrose and Kevin Owens because it was really friggin' good. LMS, very funny. It was real damn good. Ambrose retains and does it in a believable fashion, even though he's too cartoony to be a WWE wrestler, according to some people. But Pat didn't listen to last week's episode, so you didn't get to hear the, the hay prediction. I, I'm sure I could guess exactly what it was, so... Hey. That's quite all right, but yes, this he match. has real potential if he would stop being such a fucking cartoon character. See, I don't understand when Kevin Owens and Dean Ambrose are feuding over the world title why they have to be in the Royal Rumble for the same title. Oh yeah, we got to talk about how good they were in the Rumble too. But but this, first, let's talk about this match. Oh yeah, guys, awesome, though I, I I think Kevin Owens, you know, like the whole match was built around. Um, Everything Kevin Owens did was kind of like, um, well, first of all, to go back, it was the promo last week on SmackDown. Ambrose was like walking around like it was a carnival or an amusement park. I think he was saying he's like, I'm gonna, you know, track Kevin Owens' leg in here because he's like a bear and it's gonna be called the Bear Trap. And he did like everything he said he was gonna do. Kevin Owens did to him because guess what? You said it in a promo, so he already knew. That's really good psychology. He knew you were going to try to trap his leg in oh, there. Oh, no, he traveled back in time and learned the tactics from himself. 
Can you believe it's only been 13 months since Kevin Owens actually debuted on WWE television? No, it's it's crazy how much of a, a star he's... Well, he and, and Amber... Actually, all the guys who are stars now are... They've only come up in like the last year and a half or so, right? Maybe two years? Well, Ambrose Ambrose in the Shield was 2012. Wow. But then the but then the uh, the breakup happened after WrestleMania 30 because the Shield still had a WrestleMania 30 match, didn't they? Right, yeah, a 29 match, a 30 match. Yeah. But they broke up the Raw after whatever the paper after Extreme Rules. Nope, after the one after Extreme Rules. Yeah, because WrestleMania 30, they had that weird throwaway match with Kane and the New Age Outlaws. <laughs> we should have known. We should have known the writing was on the wall. But I saw but the writing on the wall. And then uh, we had the retention of the tag titles with the New Day and the Usos, although New I think we Day. all kind of knew that the New Day was going to retain there. Y'all kind of new, day. And I appreciate what they did with Kofi in the Rumble, but it really sucked that Biggie and Xavier weren't in, and it would have made more sense for Xavier to be the Rumble guy, since those two wrestled the tag match. But we'll talk about that when we break down the Rumble. <laughs> didn't, didn't yeah, Kofi did great during the Rumble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, throwaway elimination, right? Not even shown on screen. He just yeah. he just wasn't there when they went back. <laughs> There were there were two major Kevin Dunn fuck ups, and I, I can't wait to talk about the first one. But uh, let's talk about Calisto versus Alberto Del Rio, which was pretty good and the right decision that Calisto beat him for the title and well, is still the U.S. champion, especially now that Alberto's injured. Well, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, this was definitely a, um, a good decision to have this match and have. Now Kalisto has that um, two-time U.S. champion run already, and now I think they're going to push him forward a lot because I'll talk about SmackDown a little later, but he had a great match on SmackDown. And then we had the the other kind of predictable, somewhat disappointing I wonder if Kalisto is, is mad. The Uso that wasn't hurt all last year? Because Kalisto's, Kalisto's partner gets hurt, and they gave him a fucking title. Jimmy's partner got hurt and he got a commentary spot. And he got to do shitty commentary for half the year. Well, they, they do play hard in the paint, whatever that means. I'm still not sure what uh, that means. See, I yeah. I don't understand. I, I initially didn't understand the Charlotte retention over Becky Lynch. I'm like, really? That's what they're going to do? They're going to keep it on her even though it's obvious that the fans are kind of like, they kind of want to see Becky win. But then... Out came Sasha, and I'm like, oh, I see where this is going. And I then swerve, and then swerve again. Yeah, double swerve. The thing is, I think, and, you know, keeping Sasha heel or as a tweener is fine, but Becky Lynch is, like, their biggest face right now as far as a female. I I think this this triple threat is going to be awesome. I mean, that's where they're well, going, I believe. Considering all the other girls are now involved in Total Diva storylines again, this makes the most sense to me, that it that the focus would go on these three. Right, right, and it puts Sasha Banks in a spot, you know, a prominent spot right before WrestleMania so that they could have that match. Right. All right, let's do some breakdown of this Royal Rumble. I'm going to name some things 
things that happen, and we're going to talk about each one. First off, the ever-disappointing number two. Oh, who's going to be number two? Who's going to face Roman Reigns? And then it's Shusev. And I'm like, I bet you he's just out there to be a cheap elimination, and then he went over the top rope. Well, I mean, I like that it was a callback to last year. It was the guy he had trouble tossing out, and it was the last guy last year. Oh, man, it was just like when it was Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker at MSG. <laughs> it was exactly it. But uh, I got to talk about what, what happened when number three came out. Well, my running joke, first of all, was, didn't get to run so long, because it was three... Two, one, in a group I posed, get ready to fly, and that was going to be my ongoing joke for every entrant. Uh-oh. No, but all of a sudden we hear, like, Tamarine, and I'm like, fucking... The freaking... Uso? Brother, brother Love? <laughs> yeah. It's Brother Love? And as Kevin Dunn keeps the camera solely planted on um, Roman Reigns' face. They uploaded the proper footage on their YouTube channel after. They're like, oh, here's here's what the entrance should have looked an like. Alternate, there's an alternate view of AJ Styles' debut. I, oh, you yeah. mean we actually saw him debut? I, you like know, how Kevin Dunn missed yeah. Kofi's elimination. I, you know what? Because he was focused on... And he didn't have Vince yelling in his ear at the time either. The, the arena no. was popping, and... Unfortunately, all we were left with was... I'm like, really? Roman Brother Reigns. Love is getting this reaction? <laughs> all we were left with was Roman Reigns' facial reactions, which aren't great to begin with. But all, he, all he has is baby girl, and then, and then say baby what? Girl. <laughs> <laughs> this was say what? <laughs> say what? <laughs> but to AJ Styles' credit, not only did he debut in a great way and the fans knew who he was, uh, they're not going to know who he is. You're in Florida, you... Joe Montana was a quarterback, you idiot. But they let him have eliminations, they kept him in for a while, and they even had his elimination be brilliant. Right, and they also... um, A lot of people are worried, oh, what's AJ Styles going to do? The commentary team was so over on mentioning AJ Styles continuously. JBL was putting him over, Michael Cole was putting him over... Um, was King the other one there? Was it Byron Saxton? Byron Saxton. Byron Saxton. King was on the panel. Yeah. Oh yeah, King's on SmackDown as a heel. Yeah, we'll talk about that. But um, <laughs> but I they kept putting him over. Commentary's off. And mentioning his name, and so it, I think they, have <laughs> they couldn't talk anything about him other than constantly mentioning his name. Well, no, they could mention um, the New Japan um, title. Oh, they, yeah. They didn't mention same, t- same title that Brock Lesnar held, Michael. Hey, man, that puts him in a good class as far as WWE mainstream audience is concerned, though. They also did a lot of Styles Clash teasing. Well, that continued all this week, and then people were pissed off. Like, he should have saved it from Mania. Well, you're a dummy. It's his fucking finisher. He's going to use it in every match, most likely. <laughs> and he tried to use um, it, like, 18 times in the Rumble and teased it. I thought that was smart. Alright, so here's some disappointing things that happened. Tyler Breeze was in for a minute. Um, this is kind of disappointing, but it's also kind of smart. Because of how the Rumble was structured, I'm glad they didn't throw in every social outcast just to be a joke. And of all the ones they could have picked, it was funny to use Curtis Axel. But again, he was in for such a short amount of time. Oh yeah, AJ Styles, 2015 <laughs> Royal Rumble winner. Yeah, he... <laughs> They also put that over on SmackDown. There was a whole promo about how AJ Styles is finally the man to end that, and that's why he faced Curtis Axel on SmackDown. That's great. 
Um, as far as other things were concerned, Jericho did good. Um, a couple of the other entrants were worthless. We kind of talked about Kofi's elimination being off camera. It was kind of funny to see Biggie like pick him up on his shoulders and like bring him around and get him soda and popcorn and things like that. That was funny. But the fact that we didn't see his elimination was just kind of like, oh, thanks, Kevin Dunn. You're too busy watching Roman get beat up by the League of Nations. It was immediately <laughs> missing Wade Barrett again. But can we talk about our truth in the Royal Rumble for a minute? Oh, God. He comes running out, <laughs> stops, flips up the apron, and grabs the fucking ladder. That so Everybody clears out of the way. He gets all As the way to the top. He starts climbing yeah. the ladder, reaches up, and grabs nothing. My bad. <laughs> I, I actually thought they were just going to push him off the ladder and he was going to fall to the outside. Dude, that guy's old. He's going to die. <laughs> He's got a kid that's 24 and one that's not even two. Well, you know. Um, here, here's some more smart booking. Luke Harper was actually the first Wyatt family member to enter. So they actually had the worker of the Wyatts in there for a while. Luke Harper. They kept Stardust in for a while. That was smart. They kept Big Show in for not a while. Cody that always was... lasts a long time, but like never really does much. But he always lasts. They gave Neville ten minutes. Um, unfortunately, they gave Braun Strowman too much time, but that's a different story. And the Big Show elimination. Yes. Uh, they gave Sami Zayn time to shine in the Rumble. He wasn't in for long, but he got a huge pop. Oh, and you guys remember that... Uh, Wait, and he eliminated Owens, right? Yeah, like right after Owens eliminated AJ, right? As soon as that Sammy happened, I'm just like, oh my god, it's I'm Batman like, oh my the god. Joker. Owens, AJ, Owens, AJ, and then frickin here's Sami Zayn. I mean, Owens has heat with everybody, storyline-wise. <laughs> but that was the perfect person to eliminate Styles. And I was reading something that said they did it at the right time. They got AJ out of the match so he wouldn't distract from what was going to happen next. And they used the perfect guy for it. A guy who would actually get heat for eliminating AJ without hurting him. And I love how after he got eliminated, like, Owen started working on somebody else and kept looking out of the ring and just went, bye-bye, and gave the wave. I love when he, he pounded his chest into the, the symbol. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know that pre-show match where the two guys got a spot? They were in for a combined 45 seconds. So, thanks, guys. Um... You know, you know, this is Mark Henry's probably his last chance. Womp womp. The, yeah, well, did a great job. You know what's going to be awesome? The Wyatt family versus Brock Lesnar, and it's when it's going to be Bray Wyatt and not Braun Strowman. Oh, oh yeah, Braun Strowman's going to wrestle The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Did you hear that oh, one? Oh, yeah, 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 that's the rumor now. It, it like, somehow got worse. It like actually got worse. Uh, um, the Miz actually doing commentary was actually kind of amusing because that was the best role they could have. But done like for he him. stayed too long, and then when he decided to finally come in, it was like not the right time to actually go in. That's true. But whatever. <laughs> and then let's talk about the the Roman got Roman gets taken out. He comes back to take out Sheamus, and then number thirty hits, and it's. Me. Sorry, guys. 
Yeah, you, you don't get to make any more predictions about the Royal Rumble. <laughs> All right, so opinion of the finish. Um, well, I thought I, what I thought was really good was Roman wasn't the last guy in there with Triple H. I thought that yes. which was something they changed while Roman was backstage yeah. after getting beat up. Yeah, they were they changed that on the fly because they're like, "Man, you got booed. We can't have that again. We're gonna have it be Ambrose instead." No, that was that was a really smart move on their part, and I think I think not only did it help the finish, but it helped Ambrose, you know, because he's he's really at the top of that level. I mean, now that he's even gonna be in the Fastlane main event, but um, I'm sorry, the what main event? <laughs> Fastlane Vroom 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 um, main event and (laughs) (laughs) I I, you know as much as that was the most casual booking of Fastlane ever (laughs) Fastlane Vroom 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 that was like Shatner calling Fastlane Vroom 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 Fastlane the NXT superstars backstage at Fastlane Vroom 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 does that mean that mean Xavier Woods is going to get a Wii steering wheel now? Oh, God. Uh, have you watched that... Uh, what is the show called? With the with the cars and the things? Crush Hour? Yes. On the uh, on the network, on the WWE network, with the people in the cars? Oh, I didn't yet. Oh, Ride Along. Ride Along. That's the name? Same yeah. fucking movie. Two movies now, actually. They're probably going to get sued. <laughs> should have watched that. You should watch that show. It's pretty fun. It's gonna be. It's gonna be changed to Crush Hour. Uh, um, spoilers. The very end of the episode is Xavier Woods' PS4 falls out the back of the car. Oh no! Does Kalisto thank them for playing WWE Crush Hour? <laughs> <laughs> you know. You know what's significant about WWE Crush Hour? The one thing I do know about it. It was the Rockets. <laughs> It was the video game debut of Jonathan Coachman. It was. <laughs> Cause, wow. Because WrestleCrap made sure to point that out when they inducted the game. Oh, it was that was that, I learned about the Twisty Rockets, <laughs> the fact that Billy and Chuck were main characters, mm-hmm. and then I learned about Jonathan Coachman. The Hardys uh, had station wagons. Um, That's funny. I actually enjoyed that game for what it was. It was really dumb, but I did enjoy it. Big Show has the Twisty Rockets. Games can be dumb, but as long as they're fun, what does it matter? Um, so, so yeah, back to the Rumble finish. Uh, yes. I, I, yes. It was, it was kind of built in, if you go back to TLC, it, that, that this is where they were heading. But... God. At, at the same, and it is good storytelling in that regard. It's just not the story that I wanted, because I have no interest in Triple H versus Roman Reigns. I, I'm disappointed that it had to be Triple H winning the title, to, so him and Roman could feud over the title instead of him just screwing Roman out of the Rumble and having something else be the title match. Because I feel like you could have created two stories out of this instead of one. Well, it's the main event, and the main event match should always be a title match, unless I decide it shouldn't be. The, the main reason I'm pissed about it, though, is that he won from number 30, and I just don't like number 30 no, that, being the winner. That's always lousy. 
Because even when it was Undertaker and Cena, which were great choices for those Royal Rumbles, it still had that stigma of being like, oh, but they were number 30. He came out and wrestled for a minute. Well, remember how many least, years they said... At like, least they gave Edge 29, which was a little better. Remember how many years before that, though, they said, oh, no one has ever won from the number 30 spot. You would think it's the luckiest, but it's not. And now it's happened, what, three, four times? And now it's happened more <laughs> times than number one. Than number one. It's almost happened as many times as number one and number two. If 30 wins one more time, it'll officially be tied with the first two guys. And I'm glad they're finally acknowledging that number two is in the match for just as long as number one. Everyone makes such a big deal about number one, but number two's won twice, too. Well, yeah. One of those times, the guy didn't do half the match, but still. Yeah, That was the only other thing. Oh, as we were counting down. Go ahead. Yeah, I didn't like Roman with the whole, oh, he gets taken out and then he comes back later thing, because I felt that was just a cop-out that he's going to be back at the end. It actually would have been more shocking to me if they threw him over the top rope at that moment, and then it's like, oh, crap, now what's going to happen? Well, But then Triple H wouldn't have been there. I mean, they could have, yeah, they could have done that, and I, that was one thing I had said in the chat, I mean, and Dan responded, but that's not the way that it was booked, <laughs> but it's like, the League of Nations, you know, the Wyatts who were eliminated by Brock Lesnar all came back in to help Bray, Bray eliminate uh, Brock, but at the same time, the League of Nations could have come back in the ring and tossed Roman Reigns over the top and then beaten him up, so then it's like, you know, insult to injury right away that he didn't win. And then people know you're going to have a new champion for the last half of the Rumble. But they really wanted Triple H to shock Roman Reigns and eliminate him. So, Yeah. Well, he used well, to the Scott Hall cattle prod. <laughs> <laughs> While I am disappointed in how the Rumble turned out, I will say this. It was still better than the last three years. This rumble was better than the last three years because I didn't hate the ending as much as I hated the last three. I was disappointed, but I didn't hate it. I thought there was... It was a great balance this year, too. Like There was the one comedy spot with R-Truth. Um, you had a really serious run for a debut talent. You had Jericho in there for almost the whole rumble, which has become every year lately. Is you got Jericho. a good call-up. Yeah. You got the right call up I should say yeah I think everything about this rumble was incredibly well balanced yeah a couple of disappointments like Tyler Breeze being a wasted spot and that's what he gets for asking to leave early (laughs) you can leave right after I put you over the top rope (laughs) I mean the new guy will no you're so bad the new guy's gonna do it Damn right you're over. <laughs> as soon as he hit the ring, the first thing I typed was, I'm about to put Dolph Ziggler over. <laughs> Dolph Ziggler was my number two. <laughs> Dolph came out, I'm like, well, I'm not winning, but at least I got a good person because hey, the one year I, I got I was El AJ Torito. Styles. The one year I got El Torito, and that was disappointing. It was funny, but it was disappointing. <laughs> El Torito. So, burrito Maggle. Road to WrestleMania is looking good, though. And Raw the next yeah. night I thought was really good. So this pay-per-view gets a thumbs up. Batista not turning to a thumbs down. It gets a 
I will actually look forward to the Royal Rumble next year and not be scared of it. It gets a. Uh, it's no longer my second favorite pay per view of the year. <laughs> yeah, Survivor Series. Uh, actually, Money in the Bank. Uh-huh. Well, Money in the Bank's still a really good pay-per-view. Um, I want to rate it, actually. When I was on the outside of the ropes and Dean Ambrose was about to eliminate me, it got a, no, 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 God, no. And then when I took him over the top rope, it got a, yes. <laughs> Bret Hart gave it a 4 out of 10. Of course he did. <laughs> All right, so let's let's talk about some stuff that happened this week so we can move on to our segments. As uh, Pat said, some stuff happened on SmackDown, although he kind of covered some of it, too. And some stuff did happen on Raw. For example, we got two AJ Styles singles matches this week. We got him versus Chris Jericho on Raw and Curtis Axel on SmackDown. I, You know, um, the Jericho match was good but underwhelming. And, you know, I saw a lot of people TV, online... TV's restraint, I think. Right. I saw a lot of people online taking the crowd to task for saying this is awesome. But it's AJ Styles and Chris Jericho in the same ring. I think they had every right to chant that that was awesome. Because it's the first time they're having a one-on-one match. And God forbid they buy their ticket and do what right. they want. And the other thing, so many people were complaining... Oh, they wasted the Styles Clash on Curtis Axel. See, if you don't understand wrestling, that's basically a showcase match. The whole point of that match was for Curtis Axel to go out there, take some bumps, and for AJ to look great. That was the point of that match. Exactly. Exactly. This was the best commentary from Jerry Lawler because I hated him uh, more than I usually do. Because he was playing the (laughs) heel, and he's like... He, he was he was Jerry the Hay King Lawler. She's like, it doesn't matter what he's done anywhere else. He has to do stuff here in the big leagues. You know, he hasn't been here more than a cup of coffee, and he's already in the ring with Curtis Axel. Curtis Axel's a former Intercontinental Champion, huh? So he's well, that he's guy. right about that. He, yeah, but he's that guy now. <laughs> of course. Oh, and speaking of AJ Styles' debut. Um, everybody's least favorite star in the WWE slash NXT roster, Alex Riley, got to voice his opinion on it, um, tweeting how, uh, what did he say? Something like, oh, I can't believe this, or some some stupid crap like that regarding AJ getting to go right to the main roster. And then... <laughs> oh, you mean the guy who's already paid his dues all over the world and you haven't? Right. Because you were... Former NXT. NWA World Heavyweight Champion, former IWGP Heavyweight Champion. The funniest... Um, response, the tweet or Twitter response that someone screen capped that I saw of it was he's like, man, I can't believe this. And the, one of the first responses was AJ's um, title list and accomplishments from Wikipedia and Alex Riley's. Alex Riley's is what a tag title? Maybe. <laughs> and AJ Styles that? is like, you know, like three pages long. You know what I like about this? This feels like back in the territory days. A guy came from another territory and is making a big name impact for himself. You know what? Alex Riley should follow his own his his own uh, his own credo and say it to his face. He should do that. Yeah. Uh, So the thing with (laughs) the thing with Alex Uh, Riley Riley is a former FCW Florida heavyweight champion. Oh, there we go. That's what it was. Oh. Um, okay. So I want to th- see who he beat. He beat Alex Riley. Beat himself. Justin Angel. So he beat he beat Justin Gabriel. Just- <laughs> so the thing about Alex Riley, though, 
is, you know, he came and had his time after, um, was season two of NXT with a gimmick that had such a short shelf life that it was ridiculous. He was a high school bully and never evolved beyond that. AJ Styles has had a career all over the world at this point, and his name alone deserves respect. So because he because he doesn't even need a gimmick. Right, so, and, you know, no matter what Alex Riley does, like, he was on NXT this week, I don't care how decent his promo was, I just can't like the guy. Kevin Owens hates, Kevin Owens hates him, too. So, I mean, that says enough. Let's just, let's just keep going with what Kevin Owens thinks. Uh, he, yeah. he seems to be pretty on the ball. Right, he hates sports. I like this guy. Um, oh, my God. Oh, yeah, that's right. It is. He, he's me. Alex Riley did come back on NXT, and we're just like... And I loved it because Dan was like, oh, crap, he's up for a fave now. I saw, there were, Kevin Owens responded to Alex Riley, though, because he was like, what was the thing he said? There's a, there's a match between... You, a, I love that you're still on Kevin Owens right now. Well, he, he sent out a tweet, and it was something along the lines of... Um, it was a match with him, Alex Riley was on the outside, and I think Finn Balor... And he all he did was walk outside and stomp Owen or stomp Riley once, and he said, "Every time someone shares this video, an angel gets its wings." And I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> hey, speaking of uh, NXT, you know how the entire League of Nations is hurt right now? That's not even the worst news. Ty Dillinger's hurt. Oh man, so. I'm glad that it's his So now he's only a perfect four. (laughs) (laughs) But he still has perfect tendons. Uh, Apparently, yeah, his ligaments are bad, but his tendons are okay. Exactly. (laughs) Tendons, yes. Well, that makes sense. Yes, perfect tendons. So can we talk about The Rock's return and promo? Uh, Yeah. And the good parts and the bad parts? Yeah. Um... It started off pretty stupid because it was just like, oh, he's going to Jojack with The Miz. And they're going to give Lana heat because they told her to literally just stand there and take everything that The Rock says the Miz and not respond. funny, though, because uh, what, what do you call Oh, you said like something like you look like a blind nun. I don't know why that struck me funny. I thought that was good. But yes, the Lana okay. thing. What the hell, annoying. dude? It, it came out of nowhere. And The Rock had to be, oh, look at me, Mr. Chauvinist all of a sudden. Hey, we had intercourse, coitus. And Big Show turned face. Yeah, Big Show turned face by breaking a computer. Uh, but the the Lana thing really, it completely pissed me off, actually, because I'm like... Because, because this is how wrestling works, and we like to humiliate people. We're pissed off at on TV for no reason. Not only that, but it was like so... Um, I don't know, sometimes The Rock feels out of... Exactly, The Rock feels out of place sometimes, depending on what he says. And I think that was one of those things where it's just like, this doesn't work in today's wrestling climate, and it's not gonna work, so stop trying to make it work. I'm sure some fans loved it, and they're like, oh, yay! You know, he had sex with Lana. Oh, yay! Because he said a bunch of naughty things in PG era, and blah, blah, blah. Now, you know when The Rock's promo really kicked it off, and... Started hitting home runs when he when he broke the script and interacted with the fans dressed up as wrestlers, By the which way, he got in trouble for. Cut out of the Hulu edition. <clears throat> yeah, because they were pissed off at him for that. They hate the fans that dress up. So so for me, the promo picked up once New Day came out. 
That's when it got Which really was good. So great. Uh, by the way, those new uh, Run DMC shirts, the New Day Run DMC shirts, I want one. All right. There, there's no way, guys, that we can cover this. If you didn't see The Rock's promo with New Day, you need to go YouTube this shit. There's nothing we can say that's going to do it justice. It was really freaking good. Well, it, it really goes to show again that these guys, you know, not only can The Rock, when he when he's in that element, and and you know he did make some stupid jokes here, but they but they worked because New Day played off of them so well. Like when he called their unicorn horns llama penises, like the way they reacted made it much better than when Lana was just like, uh huh, uh huh, yeah, uh huh, uh huh. Because because people like Lillian Garcia and Jonathan Coachman never reacted properly. Right. And they're actually reacting with somebody who knows how to counter it and not right. just sit there and take it. And, <laughs> and Xavier Woods is the best at that. Um, he He's one of the best characters on TV when it comes to reactions right now. I'm, I'm so glad that Xavier Woods went to the Performance Center with his little suit on and his resume. <laughs> you, did you re- remember that from Table from Three? Oh, yeah. When... Absolutely. They talked about how he just walked in, and like everybody's heads turned, and here comes here comes little Austin Creed with his suit on, and he's got his resume in his hand. He's like, uh, "Excuse me, excuse me." It's awesome. Like former TNA tag champ, I think. <laughs> so, guys, we also know what the main event for uh, Fastlane VVV is going to be. VVV. <laughs> Because the whole night they're just like, we're going to scout everybody who does stuff and pick the best ones. So they picked three, two people who wrestled and one person who wasn't even there. But it's going to be Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, and Barack Lesnar in a triple threat main event. And the winner gets me. And it's like obvious, right? Because the Wyatts are going to screw over Lesnar. Yep. And then he's just going to, you know, I'm sorry, I love you, Superman, punch to his best friend. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm sorry, I love you again in a spear. (laughs) Uh, So can we backtrack a little bit on Raw for a second? Because I want to talk about something I shouldn't have gotten on Hulu, but I did. And that is Bo Rida. Which was the best part of Raw? <laughs> you probably had to get it. It was probably part of Flo Rida's deal. Well, the thing I... That I can I imagine noticed, you show up and you're like negotiating your contract for like the 10-minute appearance. By the way, i got to make it on Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've, I've heard that some mainstream publications, like uh, I guess rap-based or entertainment-based publications, were actually saying that Flo Rida got schooled by Bo Dallas, which is pretty funny. Because it was true. Because he did. <laughs> he really, really did. But Bo Rida there, was very entertaining. Bo Rida was the best part of Raw. Now, we got a lot of stuff to cover this week. This is actually a pretty big week for wrestling. I'm going to run through a couple of highlights here of other stuff that happened. Um, we got a really cool NXT triple threat match. And it was done on tapping the fuck out. Yep. Tapping twice. Unfortunately, he was in a 
sharpshooter and a crossface at the same time. So technically, Sammy and Joe both won, and Regal's going to review the tape, and he's like, "I'll I'll be with you shortly." As and in by shortly, I mean next week, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, speaking of NXT, we got a an announcement for Takeover. It's going to be in Texas. We're going to get a yep. debut. And Dan, who's it going to be? Oh, it's going to be uh, Nakamura Shinsuke. Yep, he is coming to NXT. He's going to debut at Takeover. He's going to face suppo- supposedly. He's going to face Sami Zayn. Yes. And speaking of Sami Zayn, both him and Samoa Joe are rumored to be the next official call-ups. So if you were hoping to see that Samoa Joe AJ Styles match at WrestleMania, you may <laughs> get your wish. Triple threat with Christopher Daniels. Was the, was the <laughs> attribute for that or the achievement unlock for that to beat Dundun at the same time? And dun da da dun dun da da dun dun da da dun. If you're interested in seeing the Wolves and Jeff Hardy in TNA, guess what? They resigned. Oh. <laughs> Are you sure they resigned? Resigned and not how, resigned? How does anybody work there anymore? They spent like at least half of the year last year not paying people. <laughs> Why? How? What are you thinking? That's where Bennett ended up, <laughs> buddy. I don't get paid for a week. I'm starting to look for somewhere else to work. Dixie I don't get paid me. for a month. I'm I'm quitting without another job. Dixie gave me a whole bag of neon markers. <laughs> and this is me, a guy that hasn't had a job in so long I have to do math. <laughs> <laughs> so long he has to math, people. I wonder if it, I wonder if their new contracts looked like uh, AJ Styles, will you please work for us, my little pony Dixie Carter contract. <laughs> With their, like, eight-year-old girl journal. <laughs> oh, and how about them praising AJ Styles for his big debut? Oh, after tearing him down? <laughs> oh, my God. That was so Wait, friggin'. Did you guys get to talk about them tearing him down last week? Was that out by then? No, because... Oh, yeah, yeah. We talked about that, how petty it was. Yeah, what a, what a petty bullshit move. Welcome to the Carter family. And and then to right. go, we congratulate AJ Styles on his debut. Obviously, not the same people wrote these. Or, or more astoundingly, Dixie Carter put together both of those. <laughs> oh, and for TNA fans, if you wanted to see Awesome Kong on the UK tour, uh, too bad because she got sent home early for beating the ever-loving crap out of Rebby Sky. <laughs> We don't really know why yet, but that happened. And uh, my last three little pieces of news here, so we can cover some Lucha talk before we move on. Um, Nikki Bella's career might actually be over because she had to have neck fusion surgery, the same one that Austin Benoit Edge had. Wow. So that's actually not good you know for her. To those three, they're all dead. If you were looking forward to seeing uh, Big Dave Batista at WrestleMania 32, he received an offer for a match, a one-off appearance, but he turned it down. Yeah, because Guardians of the Galaxy 2 isn't until next year. <laughs> and guess what? Many talents were under the impression that good old Daniel Bryan was going to be a surprise Royal Rumble entrant, but... <laughs> he wasn't even there, probably. 
but they pretty much said, nope, he's not never going to be cleared. And then that took a whole bunch of heat from people. So Vince had to flat out tell the locker room, no, he's probably not going to be cleared. Even though we just talked last week that he got cleared by another independent doctor? Yeah, by UCLA. So, good good luck to Nikki for her recovery. Good luck to Batista for his promotion. And good luck to Daniel Bryan because this is just ridiculous. Well, they're not going to future endeavor him, I guess. They're going to keep him for the duration of his contract, so hopefully no one remembers him. I think that's the point. Well, they keep offering him, like, non-wrestling roles in the company, but he keeps saying, no, I've got more left in me. This is what I want to do. All right. All right. Dan, are you ready? Am I ready? Let's do this. Let's talk about the return of Lucha Underground. Season 2! Also, Lucha Underground news, supposedly. Season 3's already been ordered, (laughs) and you can get episodes on iTunes soon. That's awesome. So Patrick can finally start watching some Lucha here. We got a whole bunch of new Lucha fans. Chev Ellis started watching it. Chevelis, yep. Chevelis. <laughs> One of our best. Yeah. Uh, I just. They were pretty much a hybrid all last year because that was the. They were the guys to beat. And that right now it's Russell Wright and Don Mario. Wow. So apparently, because Milt Mortes is the champion and Dario's not oh, there right now. Dario ran off because, well, Chev will get this one. He lost his van. Uh, but uh, real real life is what it was like the Mexican mafia was after him or something at the end of the season. Yeah, so he ran like off that. into hiding and he took his brother and uh, what was her name Black Lotus. Black Lotus, yeah, with her with him. <laughs> and uh, so Mild Mortis is like, well, we have all the titles, so uh, I'm going to be Shao Kahn, and Katrina will have the uh, little office thing, and then we'll we'll do that. So the first thing he does is he makes Phoenix defend his Gift of the Gods championship, which, uh, Pat, that's basically a Money in the Bank contract, okay. except that what, except that everybody's going to gun for you, and you, you pretty much have to keep defending it until you decide to use it, but you can't just cash it in. You, it has to be a promoted title match. But it doesn't matter, because Phoenix lost it to King Cuerno in the first match of Season 2. It's a different season. You thought you knew Lucha Underground? You don't know shit. Yeah, you don't know shit. Phoenix isn't Gift of the Gods champion anymore. King Cuerno is. But, uh, that the, um, but seriously, he's, uh, Mil Mortes is Shao Kahning it. He's in a, he's in a throne. He's in a throne. In the background of every match. <laughs> it's actually pretty cool. And then, of course, uh, we, we got the whole opening scene with Vampiro getting picked up from the mental asylum. <laughs> Where he has, like, the vision of just killing the doctor, and then he's like, no, I'm good. I can be released. And Matt Stryker picks him up in a convertible in the desert. So weird, but so cool at the same time. And there's still, like, no, like, it's just a scene. (laughs) It's like, there's, like, nothing was even talked about in the show. It was just an opening five-minute scene for the episode. Yep. Yeah, and uh, these three random guys get <laughs> get found in the desert, and they get brought to the they get brought back to the temple or to like some warehouse or something. They're like, we hear that there's some some fighting going on. There's some stuff. They call it a temple. Yeah. And then so Black, Black is like, oh, I know where that is. 
Yeah, and he just they pretty much just feed him to Dario's brother, who we still don't know who that is. We still haven't had the reveal for which I which I love, by the way. Which I love. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> I haven't heard that in a long time. And then, of course, we had the triple threat number one contenders match to face Mil Muertes. <laughs> yeah, Katrina shows up. They show up on their bikes, right? Yeah. And Katrina shows up, and she's like, you guys are going to fight each other. And they're like, and, and Helico's like, man, we spent an entire year getting on the same page. We ain't doing that. Yep. It's uh, it's Ivalice and Son of Havoc, which, Pat, that's uh, Matt Cross. Oh, okay. In a mask. Or, yeah, or, yeah, in a mask with his huge beard. And of course, Ivelisse, who I love, Ivelisse. Awesome. So hot! What does that touch the hiney? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, but if you, wh- whichever one of you wins, gets a title shot against Mil Muertes tonight. And, and they're, they're like, like, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, we'll do that. And then Evie wins, and it, it's huge, and they're like, Oh yeah, so you're gonna face him right now, and then Mil Mortes beats the crap out of her, and then all his well, like all of Mil Mortes minions show up and beat up, yeah, who are still the trios Havoc. champions. And they beat up Havoc then, and Helico. But then, right before Mil can finish off Evelise, well, she gets saved. <laughs> I'm tr- I can't remember who the hell saves her. It wasn't even somebody involved in the storyline, was <laughs> Wasn't it? it Puma? Oh yeah, Prince Puma. Puma saves, saves her. And then, like, you think, oh, everything's great. And then fucking uh, Pentagon, Pentagon Jr. Jr. shows up and breaks his arm. Yep. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, okay, so. This ain't your mother's Lucha Underground. So the Master of Death just got his arm broken by the guy whose master is in the commentary booth. But his master has been in insane asylum for six months. Yes. Uh, so was the entire first season in his head, and this is the real actual first season? <laughs> I imagine. It was all in the imagination of, of a, a kid with Down syndrome. I see seasons in my head. So yes, Lucha has returned, and it's just as awesome as it was in season one, and I cannot wait to see where it goes. Because Lucha is great, and Pat, I hope you get to see it soon, because you're, I think you'll absolutely freaking love it. Yeah, if it hits iTunes, get that subscription, bro. Get that Get, get that, that subscription, bro. I'm really uh, interested. This, is season one up, and they're doing two as a subscription, I guess? Uh, I mean, it's a rumor that it's happening soon. Okay. So, I mean, it could be bullshit, but... It could be real. I'm interested. I mean, I I watched the trailer for this season, and I just I love the way they do everything. It's so stylish. So stylish. So, so stylish, stylish. brah. <laughs> well, guys, I want to take a quick break here and point out a couple of people that I got to give a shout out to. Number one, Giant Media Ball. It's like a giant ball of media, but without the fleece. And I want to thank Wiggly for continuing to support this show and all the shows as part of the It's got to have been a year by now. <laughs> yeah, it has to have been. Uh, all the all the Kayfabe Network shows, including Talk and Talkies, where Dan and I discuss those movies every single week, and the Jersey Rain podcast, my new show, my one-on-one interview show, also featuring roundtable discussions, which are still going to be pretty popular. And big shout out there to Podcast of Pennsylvania, my buddy Chris Decker in charge of that. He's got us hosting on there. We're going to keep getting these shows promoted, and we're just going to keep expanding. 
and keep bringing this podcast community together. And thank you to all of our allies out there who continue to support our show, and we will continue to support yours. Thank you, guys. Thank you to all the listeners. We do this show for you every single week, except for that one time when we didn't do it. And before we head off to break, I have one more noteworthy thing of the week to talk about from SmackDown, so I just want to do that before we head back with all the fun games and everything else. Um, If you get a chance, watch Kalisto defend his United States Championship against Neville. It's an awesome match on SmackDown, and I hope these guys have more matches together. Crazy, off the chart, super fast. But, um, it's the new Cruiserweight title. Yeah, new Cruiserweight it's title. It's so, Lucha. So watch that. Uh, pause the show if you want as we go to break. Then come back refreshed. <laughs> All right, do I really have to read this? Hey, this is Triple H from the Club K Fame podcast. And when I want to be a nerd, or I want to learn about nerd things like movies and comics and video games and stuff, I don't even know anything about this stuff. I listen to the Adrian Has Issues podcast because it is that damn good. So listen to it, or else you'll get buried. And we're back. Indeed we are. Well, guys, I kind of promised you this in the group, so I have to fulfill my promise. Remember back in October when the Heyman said he would officially quit wrestling because of how The Undertaker officially pissed his career away by agreeing to job to Brock Lesnar and make him look so dominant and all the other stuff he went to? Well, I actually asked him because he initiated a conversation with me about how he couldn't believe people were talking about Braun Strowman being misused. And, of course, I said, well, yeah, he is misused. He's on the main roster right now. He's very misused. And this turned into a conversation about Brock Lesnar and everything else. And here's where it basically goes to. These are the same people who thought that Undertaker-Lesnar feud was brilliantly booked, with Lesnar 100% dominating Undertaker in every match. I lost all respect for Undertaker because of that feud. I can't respect someone with no respect for themselves, and to me, it's obvious that Undertaker has none. So I'm just like, I'm surprised you still watch. I thought you said you were quitting after that. And here's his official answer. Well, I pay for the network to watch old stuff, so I still watch the pay-per-views since I get them free. But I don't watch the weekly shows anymore. But I stand by everything I said. I honestly wish Undertaker had quit or even died years ago. Oh rather than see God. Rather than see what an absolute joke he's become in the last two years. So, of course, I had to respond with, all right, dude, don't say you wish he died. That's taking it too far. One of the greatest of all time is now a sniveling, cowardly heel who can't win a match without cheating and sometimes can't win while cheating. He took his legacy and completely flushed it down the toilet just to stroke Brock Lesnar's ego. Oh, my God. (laughs) So I'm like, dude, all right, I get it. Don't say don't joke about death, though, because I've lost way too many people in my life to find humor in that. And he goes, well, I'm not trying to be humorous. Let's say, just for argument's sake, Undertaker, up. <laughs> Undertaker had died Stop. in December 2013. 
how would he be remembered? He'd be remembered as one of the greatest superstars in wrestling history who dominated WWE for over two decades. When he retires now, whether it's this year or next year or whenever, he'll be remembered as the guy who was incapable of defeating Brock Lesnar. Everything else he ever did and everyone else he ever beat has been rendered irrelevant. Most fans have already forgotten the streak. All his wins at WrestleMania might as well not have happened. He's 22-1, and one, but all that matters is one. And the fact that people accept Brock Lesnar as a face now makes me absolutely fucking sick. Overall, I just hate the direction the company is going in. The youth movement is killing WWE for me. Um, so, <laughs> there's so much of that that I want to punch you in the face for even saying. Uh, all of it? Yeah, all of it. Every single word. And I... See, this is the reason I block people, so I don't have to hear this anymore. (laughs) But yet it still comes back around, so thank you. Um, (laughs) But I had... This was a private conversation, so I had to share it. it, Because nobody else can see it. It's absolutely ridiculous. Every single word of that is absolutely atrocious. And, um... You know what? what? We don't have <laughs> we don't have to sit on this really. He, he's very We're, happy sh- though that uh, Triple H is the current champion because it brings he loves things, Triple H. Yeah, it brings things back to the the best era, which not not the Attitude Era and not the um, post you know WCW with with every single talent in the universe era, but the brand extension era. Yep, his favorite era because he loved Triple H as the dominant champion. He loved it. Which is weird, because he dislikes the New Day, who are a dominant heel faction. He does, doesn't get it. Because they're funny, right? Because they're funny. <sighs> Can't be a funny heel. Well, they're also black. Oh, there's so, that thing. So, the, so if The Undertaker had died, you're going to... See, here's the thing. When someone does die... You take the best moments of their career, and that is what you show people anyway. So, Undertaker will be remembered how WWE wants him to be remembered. It doesn't matter what yep. who he lost to. And the other thing is, you need to put over these younger talents, and Undertaker has proven to be a guy who, number one, worked with the Wyatts when he didn't have to. He put over Luke Harper more than any of them when he didn't have to. Um, he also worked with Lesnar because Lesnar is going. But to be he doesn't around. put over the guys that he wants them to put over. Right, but who's he? He's supposed to put over guys who have been around, like like Triple H. The whole point of Triple H getting the title is to put over Roman Reigns, a younger talent. Like that's the point of all this, right? And to put over Dean Ambrose as the other nope, guy in the Rumble. Not the talent that people want them to put over. <laughs> but he's not the guy we want. But that's the uh, thing, like Undertaker. See, Undertaker put over Brock Lesnar, and Brock Lesnar won the feud because that was the smart thing to do. Brock Lesnar is going to be around longer than The Undertaker and in more relevant matches. And now, go figure, Lesnar is working with the guy Undertaker already worked with in Bray Wyatt. But it's going to be great because Bray Wyatt is going to be up on this tier that's unreachable for a lot of guys. And it's all because of the people that he's been able to work with and the people who have been able to put him over, whether he wins or loses or otherwise, he always leaves them with a memorable moment. 
Yeah, I think we we sat on this long enough. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Beer Money won the TNA Tag Champions today. Of course, you won't see that until March 8th. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Also so, breaking uh, news. Oh, God. On the Facebooks, they announced that a guy from the Performance Center, his name is Adrian Jaoud, I think... Uh, he's going to wrestle for Brazil in the Olympics this year. So that's pretty cool. And here are some comments on that post. Oh, I bet they have nothing to do with him, right? Let's find out. I hope he remembers which wrestling he's competing in, as I'm fairly sure a tombstone pile driver isn't legal in the Olympics. That's really funny. <sighs> oh my god! I'm sorry, I'm on WWE Shop, and they have a Rest in Peace Francesca t-shirt. We got Francesca too, because a man has needs. <laughs> Never seen or heard of him on NXT Raw or SmackDown. <laughs> it's because he's, he's at the fucking Performance Center. You idiot. <clears throat> Randy Orton to return to WWE at Fastlane 2016. Oh, okay. <laughs> Next comment. <laughs> Never heard of her. <laughs> uh, good job, guys. There's a picture of the guy at the post. And our last comment. He looks a bit autistic, LOL. No! <laughs> people. No, 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 no. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh, find a picture of him, and then I will share it with you guys in a minute, and then you will tell me if he looks autistic. Matter if he looks autistic or not. That's still a terrible thing to say. Jeez. <laughs> oh man. God, people are just the worst. <laughs> they really are. There it is. No, he does not look autistic. He looks like the great colleague. He looks, <laughs> <laughs> he looks foreign. Is that what this means now? Brazilians are autistic. Oh, God, people are the worst. The worst. People are the worst but, people, yeah. But some people are not the worst, and they play points or buried. Because you know what time it is, guys? Time to play points or buried. Yep, from the champ this week. Yes. Or... Oh, there's, is it my turn? No. Hell, son, you're going to get folded. You could, you could do the laundry this week, or oh, now it is my turn. You can you can yes. eat a club K Fable. Chill. No, that's not what you do, man. Oh, <laughs> frozen. Yeah. Yes, club K Fable and chill. After yeah, come on, Arnold. You prevented Pat from being here last week because he had to go freeze the entire Eastern Seaboard. 
Oh, but this guy's back. By the too. way, we still have snow in our front front area. Yeah, so do we. But that's mainly because our house is built where the front of our ho- front in front of our house is like in the shade, like the entire day. So that's why we still have snow out there. <laughs> Dan, you're you're preventing him from talking. He's getting anxious. Oh no. Oh yeah. Don't stand in my way, or you'll get effing speared. <laughs> oh, look who else is back. He's swimming in all the snow. Oh, oh I'm swimming in the snow that melted today because it was like 60 degrees. So it's I'm actually swimming in water again. It was snow, Wait, and there's still some ice Don, in there. Don, are those Francesca t-shirts? Oh, I've got Francesca 2 t-shirts. 2016 to 2016, it's going to get broken again. Just you wait. <laughs> and Spoilers! Then, and then he's back. But he's also kind of sleepy. Ooh. Ooh, exactly. All right, well, guys, you've heard of Netflix and Chill? Well, get ready for this week's entries, because I asked you guys to come up with your alternate to Netflix and chill. I already have plenty. Now, of course... Everything and chill. Everything and chill. So, I, I kind of set this up to kind of be a Cards Against Humanity type entry, because I want to do more of those in the future, too, because I think we could have a lot of fun. In fact, it might actually take some Cards Against Humanity black cards and force you guys to only come up with wrestling related entries to the to the cards we could go a long way with that like long like the bigger blacker box long so you guys ready to hear some alternates to netflix and chill so ready all right you've heard of netflix and chill get ready for bullshit and body slams (laughs) (laughs) oh that's awesome Yes, points. Taylor Chad. So does, points. That, that, does that mean fucking? <laughs> you do the bullshit, but then you eventually just start fucking? Exactly. <clears throat> Body slam that bitch. So Taylor Chadwick gets points with a shout out to John Salinas. Uh, you've heard of Netflix and Chill? Get ready for Divas Matches and Sexual Assault. But that's what the chill part is. I don't know if I could... No, I'm not going to give that points. Uh-oh. Oh, I guess it's the new champ. And someone who's now uh, going to stand up against sexual assault and all of that. It's time to bury you. Yes, Mr. Drugged a woman so he could marry, marry and Hey, rock. different times! <laughs> different time yes. and then yes. also fucked a, uh, a dead girl while pretending he was somebody else I have not told a woman but, to suck it in years oh wait yes yeah, so no, wait, 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 wait I tell, I tell my wife years. all the time I mean I'm cool guys right <laughs> oh god no. yeah but didn't you tell Roman to do that at the room out oh yeah I did oh. <laughs> alright Robert Atkin you have been buried Suck it, suck it, suck it. You've heard of Netflix and chill? Get ready for TNA Impact and fucking the pain away. Oh. Oh. 
I don't know how I feel about <laughs> that either. Uh, no? So if uh, Netflix and chill, why don't we just say Netflix and fuck? Oh, that's funny. Oh, yeah. Why don't I get ready to effing spear this? NBA yeah. has been speared. Get ready for Netflix and ass to mouth. Yeah. You've heard of Netflix and chill. Get ready for WWE Network and Rage Quit. <laughs> See, now that's funny. Which pay-per-view? All of them? Of course. <laughs> oh, no. All the ones all the ones with the cats and shirts for the main event. Oh, no. There's a cat in a shirt and a cat in, uh, in Kevlar. <laughs> It's main eventing this one. <laughs> Cats in Kevlar. And a cat in shorts. Oh, yeah. A cat in, in Jimmy. Cats in shorts. shirts. Cats in shirts. It's wearing Jimmy John wrappers. Cats in shirts. Cats in shirts. So, uh, so, yeah, like it's, wait, what was that one again? <laughs> WWE Network and Rage Quit. Oh, yes, that gets points. I'm sorry. Joseph Kalaya points. <laughs> right. <laughs> you've heard of WWE, uh, sorry, you've heard of Netflix and Chill? Get ready for Kofi, Quick, and Quality. And do I even need to explain that, yes, Quick is spelled K-W-I-K, like K-Quick. And quality. and quality is spelled with a K as well. Yeah. That's actually Kofi Quick and Quality. You know, uh, something about that just rings a bell. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Something about it's... that just uh, burns across. <laughs> right on your front lawn. Something about that lights a lowercase T. <laughs> T for time to leave? Let's give that racist points. Okay, let's also give okay. it regular points. Okay, Glenn Kukin. Racist I wish you like, actually kept track of racist points and we have a racist points winner at the end of the oh day. Oh my god, we sh- we should do we should have done that. Uh, unfortunately, we're 4 weeks behind on starting that. <laughs> I could go listen to old episodes, but I'm not going to. All right, you've heard of Netflix and chill. Get ready for PBS Kids and Jerry to file. Oh, my God. Oh, that just gets cringies. <laughs> cringies for Michael Vaughn. All right, you've heard of Netflix and chill. <laughs> Don't you dare be sour. It's time for unicorns and booty. <sighs> Ooh, that also gets cringies. <laughs> and Alan cringies. Craig with the cringies. All right, Michael Vaughn and Alan Craig rolling the cringies this week. All right, so you've heard of Netflix and chill. Now get ready for furry vests and glittery stormtrooper helmets. Oh man! Oh, the shock troop, <laughs> shock master, shock trooper story, shock trooper master guy. <laughs> I'm gonna give that points. I found that funny. I found it funny. Russell, Russell Wright points. That was shocking. Also, okay. shocking. 
Oh my god. You've heard of Netflix and chill? Get ready for put your ex in a wood chipper and laugh. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> wow. That gets mentally disturbed points. <laughs> How much are those worth? Um, they're gonna count as regular points this week. All right, <laughs> Jeff Trelowitz, you got your hundred, but they are mentally disturbed points. Wow! Oh, is is that? I'm guessing that's personal. <laughs> Poor Jeff. We love you, bro. You've heard of Netflix and chill. Get ready for you to punch my clown and get down. Ooh! Ah. Oh, great! He's already standing up. Oh crap! Wait, Duck. wait, what? Get ready for you to punch my clown and get down with an ooh <laughs> I'm not even sure what that is. No, but he's sure. Is he sure? He's, he is sure? He, he's he's, he's going to do it regardless. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. I... Uh-oh. Get to, he's, he's about to... Oh, no. ooh, Everyone get your Gallagher ooh, stuff. Ooh, down um oh oh, damn well and i'm glad as you were talking you had already lifted the gallagher plastic sheet over your mouth because other which i couldn't even say fast enough so i just said gimmick because yes (laughs) (laughs) it's your gallagher gimmicks right (laughs) your glitter girl oh joe mad dog needle you have been negative Uad. Surprised he's never taken a career in fence painting. Jesus Christ. <laughs> God. All right. You've heard of Netflix and chill? Get ready for WrestleMania and shoulder surgery. <laughs> That's realistic points. <laughs> wow. So many people that can apply to. It's one of Randy Orton's favorites. That gets points. That's really funny. Andrew Whitaker, points. Well, you've heard of Netflix and chill. Get ready for front bumps and Snorplex City. (laughs) What? Well, well, somebody does listen to the show. Literally, the big show. Um, So, yeah, let's give that points. I like that. All right. Points to Charles Hardman's brother, Matt. Wow. Almost fooled. Okay. You've heard of Netflix. You've heard of Netflix and chill. Now get ready for both flex and hang. Oh, God. (laughs) The sad part is it works. It works, but you know the funny thing that people don't seem to understand about Bowflex. And that, that's become the joke, but you can't hang yourself from a Bowflex. That's what you think? I, I, I think so. Most people tend to confuse it with a, a hanging weight machine. That's why I still find it funny. Uh, but yes, this gets... <laughs> I mean, the only way you can hang yourself from a Bowflex is if your Bowflex has like 
extra super weights that are heavier, well heavier than you are. So <laughs> this gets um, yes, cringe points and regular points. Nice, one fifty to Dan Dahl. All right, we have entered the biggie countdown. You've heard of Netflix and chill. Oh my god, get ready for our bombs and wheelchairs. Oh god. <laughs> oh. oh god. Oh man. <laughs> oh god, that gets cringe and regular too. This was a cringy <laughs> week, huh? Adrian Cotton. <laughs> well, you know what? We 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 kind of set it up that way. I did do a Netflix and chill joke. All right. You've heard of Netflix and chill? Now get ready for Hulu and Match Socks. Last about 90 minutes. That's your version, Patrick. Oh, yeah. I, I'm sorry. I don't find it funny. It's too real, bro. Too real. Oh, oh, I'm swimming in the in the Hulu month subscription cards that you could buy only at Walmart, or if you call now, you get a brown bag special. (laughs) Oh, he's gonna go to the Target and just grab all the different people's. Yeah, but the brown bag special can have all different network subscription cards, not just Hulu ones. So, I hope you like your subscription to. uh, I can't even read this card. Um. Postage stamp monthly streaming service. Oh. Yes. All right. Joseph Myers, you've been Don Wested. Oh, <coughs> expect your brown paper bag. <laughs> I'm going to throw in well, a Francesca 2 electric boogaloo t-shirt. It's electric Pikachu. Francesca 2. This time it's personal. <clears throat> All right, you've heard of Netflix and chill. Now get ready for go on a date with Pat and leave. <laughs> oh, <that's funny. laughs> I give that points. Ellis Holmes points. You've heard of Netflix and chill. Now get ready for pissing out windows and believe or believe. Mm, you know. You start out so strong. But since it was only half funny, son, I guess I'm going to fold the rest of it on over. And that's the laundry line. Cut stone fold said so. He, and he's only folding it in half. Right. He's not quartering. Because <laughs> it was half funny. <laughs> what does that mean? That means it, it just got folded. It doesn't get points. It just got folded. Oh, he's still specifically. He only folded it once. Oh man, Siobhan, you tried so hard. What's the symbology there? Uh, sorry, Chev, you tried so hard this week too. (laughs) He changes entry like five times. But in the end, it doesn't even matter. You've heard of Netflix and chill. Now get ready for gaggle and vomit. Oh, realism. It is realism. So that should get cringies and regular points because not only is it cringeworthy, but it is real. It's damn real. Whoppa! 100 
750 stars. Oh, man. It's a lot of stars. <laughs> or if they were just coins, it'd be one one extra man's. One extra man. Just yep. one extra man's. And halfway to another one. Alright then, y'all need to pick your winner. Adrian Cotton. Our bombs and wheelchairs for the win. Our bombs and wheelchairs are my friends. That's <laughs> why he went back to TNA. <laughs> All right. well, he's tag champ, you just you won't see it for another six weeks. <laughs> well guys, we've gotten a couple of submissions from you for future Points for Buried Games. So I'm going to take those into consideration because some of them were pretty good. But, but as I said, out? I don't think so. But as I said, we're doing the Cards Against Humanity gimmick right now, where you can actually submit a Cards Against Humanity inspired entry with a blank, and we can make it all about wrestling. You can even take one of the existing black cards and say, "Hey, we got to do this one," and if it's a funny one, we'll do it. But you have to make it about wrestling, because as far as I know, Cards Against Humanity has nothing about wrestling unless you play it on Google Hangouts and use the Joey Image deck. Or the That uh, is a real thing, by the way. Yes, they are. That is true. That is true. It's true. All of it. Oh, God. <laughs> well, that'll do it for this week. I hope you all found this episode much more listenable than last week. Oh, definitely. I mean, I was here. Yeah, and if you didn't, why the hell have you been listening to the show in the first place? We don't need you as a listener. Yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Jesus, Dan. All right. Wow. <laughs> Maybe you look autistic. <laughs> you are the ones who look autistic. <laughs> so we'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs> yeah, see ya. Sweating my golden globes off. How about you come running with me? We'll run around this thing, say, six times. Fortlex? What'd you call me? Fortlex. Back at you. It's running, man. It's just running. I got a stretch. Did you think about what I said this past Monday night at Raw? I told you. I don't swing like that. That's good if you do. Swing on. Not even on a swing. I'm married. That's not what I was talking about. Come on, R-Trizzle, man. I'm talking about you and me forming a tag team. Golden truth. See it. It is written in the stars, man. We are tag team bound. Hey, <laughs> the titles, titles. Ah, feel it. I'm stretching. I'm still stretching. Oh, God, I think I just stretched too hard in the groin and it's stuck. Help me up. Please, please, please. I think my groin needs a massage. You should be ashamed of yourself. Why? Because I'm stuck? Oldest trick in the book. I'm stuck, man. Come on.